Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Uh, so uh, so I own all things Brightray. I had to, I got the trademark for the word Brightray a couple of years back. So every one of my companies is Brightray something, consulting, publishing, yada, yada, yada. Um, so Bright Ray Publishing, we write books for CEOs, founders, um, you know, celebrities, you know, and we kind of do it through this interview process where we kind of pull the book out of your head uh, on a weekly Zoom call. And then a couple months later, uh, we have your book and we publish it, Amazon, get it in Barnes and Noble and uh, Target and all those kind of places. That's kind of a, the 15 second uh, pitch. What, what does Bright Ray mean to you? Uh, so Brightway, it's funny. I always back into, uh, trademarks, right? So, uh, what I do is I have an Excel spreadsheet of words. I like, I like bright, I like bright, but it was one of hundreds of words. I do combinatorics on it. So every combination of the words I like, then I run it through a GoDaddy to go find out if the domain is available. And then if it's not available, what's the point, right? So that was Brightway at the time that I went was the one thing that was available on, uh, for a couple <laughs> grand, by the way, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't, you know, it was still available. So that, that was kind of the reason I backed into it. Followed the trademark a week later, and that's how I got here for, for the name. Oh, all right. Easy enough. Well, let, let's rewind. Who who was a, a young Scott? I mean, you have so many hats now. Who was a young Scott? Right. Uh, so years ago, I started my career, or a little bit into my career, I was at NASA uh, as a software engineer. Kind of my, my specialty is cryptography. Um, and then I was, you know, I, I got hired there as my, kind of like my dream job. I'd just come off a gig working for the house of representatives they were flying me out on a sunday flying me back on a thursday for like a year um i finally like no i don't want to i don't want to fly out i want to be around my girl my now wife then girlfriend uh so it took the gig at nasa and uh i didn't have a computer for a month so i literally had an all-access badge at kennedy space center almost all-access badge at kennedy space center you know i i was actually named after scott carpenter who was the second american in space uh, my dad was a NASA engineer for Mercury, so I've been dreaming of this moment pretty much my entire life. But now I got an all-access badge, you know, to basically just go kind of look at you know Launchpad this and Launchpad that, and my dad was here, and you know it was so it's kind of awesome. Uh, and then parlay that into a uh, into a consulting gig over uh, over at Disney, and then I just kept going on with Fortune Five, kind of down the list in the in the Florida area. And uh, about ten years ago. You know, I, I, I kind of said, I'm tired of working for someone, credit my own gig, Bright Ray Consulting, and then, you know, all the way to today, which is now Bright Ray Publishing. Consulting's still going. This is a brand new company, and then here we are. All right, let's rewind a little bit. So your, your dad yeah. worked at NASA. Does that mean you were kind of forced into working at NASA or had the dream, wanted to follow in his footsteps? I mean, what was that that idea yeah. of being there? Yeah, so my, my uh, so yeah, uh, so all my science projects as a kid was, uh, you know, uh, it was, was always rockets, it was always parachutes, it was always, you know, exploding something, right? Uh, um, so I definitely, you know, I, I mean, my, my dad has had black and white photos of, you know, him standing in front of the mercury capsule smoking a cigarette, you know, it was the, it was the, it was the 50s for gosh sake. So I, I NASA's kind of been in my consciousness forever. Um, you know, and then when I started working for, for, um, during when Jeb Bush was in office at, you know, governor here in Florida, I was, uh, writing the software that was, uh, making the lawmaking process for the state of Florida, allowing the representatives and the senators to vote and tally it up and draft a bill. Um, so NASA was, I mean, I'd always dreamed of working there for sure, but it wasn't, wasn't really on the radars availability. And then the opportunity came up and I dropped everything. 
uh, jumped on a plane, flew down, jumped in a car, drove, and and then and it was it was kind of around the time of 9-11. So you get the job, and then you, the next day you come in, and that kind of happens. You come back like a week or two later, and now there's sniper towers and you know gentlemen with H and K MP5 machine guns like taking badges. So it's kind of it went from a was like a semi-militarized zone to a fully militarized zone at the time I was there. So what? Yeah, it was, uh, okay, so you, you get the job, you're going through it when all this kind of wildness is kind of happening. I mean, right. if that was, I guess your like you kind of said, it was kind of your dream. You didn't think you were going to get there, but when you got there, I mean, how do you celebrate? How do you say, okay, I'm going to go on my, my next path and go with Disney? I mean, I think for a lot of us, we get to our goal and then we go, okay, we got here, we can relax, we're done, we don't need to do anything right. else. But you kind of transitioned to other companies and kind of took it to the next level. Yeah, so uh, so um, it re- I realized that once I had that, I had um, those four letters on my resume. I could lever that pretty much anywhere I wanted, as long as I had the skill set. Um, you know, I was I was there for a couple of years. You know, I, I've been kind of recruited here and there for different positions, but you know, I I really wanted to work it. I I knew there was an open position over it there for it was, it was kind of a consulting gig. Uh, so you know, I was just trying to work my way in through these these darn recruiters, and you know, they're just you know giving you half of what you really want. And they're just really difficult to kind of happen. So I FedEx my resume to the IT director at Disney. Uh, and then FedEx, like FedEx, like five or six copies to different like leadership directly either to their house, which in retrospect was probably not an awesome idea. If I had some kid FedEx his resume to my house, I may be a little pissed nowadays, but, uh, and uh, well, one of the IT directors walked my resume right to the, to the HR uh, and, and contracts. And I actually got the contract. So, uh, yeah. Okay. So you let me let me let me just rewind this. Someone's listening right here. They're a young kid, get out of college, right? I I know you said you'd be pissed, and would there be any part of you that'd be impressed because it brings memories? Because that's how yeah, you become of course, of course. And, and that's the thing is that uh, you know ultimately, um, I mean, I say I don't want to make anybody happy or make them mad, but who cares? Who cares mm-hmm. if I disturb some some guy who's who's got the keys to the kingdom and I want to get through? It doesn't, don't, not, don't let any of that stop you. You know, ultimately it's, it's, it's you against the world. It's your family eats or they do, you know, and you got to eat, you got to, you got to succeed. You got to move forward. And if they, 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 guess what? No one uses mail anymore. I got three pieces of mail in the last four days, three days, right? If you FedEx your, 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 your resume or your pitch or whatever, directly to the office, guess what they have to do? They have to sign for it. You know, they got it. You have a hundred percent open rate and you know, they probably read it. And I even make it even more worse. So I have. So what we do now is I actually send. See this here. I have oh, a, yeah. a little cell phone sewn into uh, this card, and I actually yeah. pitch them directly, right? So I, you know, I go, you know, hey, it's nice to meet you. I should give a copy of my book, and I FedEx them, and that's how we kind of open up, you know, gigs nowadays. And the crazy thing is, I was actually looking at those for my own company, and uh, mm-hmm. they're actually reasonably priced. They're not too bad. Mm-hmm. Technology. Yeah, I mean. I've uh, I've been using them now for eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um it's uh it's they were probably uh, a lot more expensive buddy. when they first started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was at a buddy's house a couple years back in Europe, uh, in Belgium, um, and uh, he had this red one of these things, but it was red, and it yeah. was uh, it had a Ferrari emblem on it. So you open it up, and they're like pitching the Ferrari Enzo right inside the thing. So I, I took an exacto knife and I cut it open and I found where the factory was <laughs> and in China with an Alibaba backed into it and then I found out you know I had them made you know for myself at the time for like nineteen bucks a piece now oh, they're, nice. I think they're like twenty five bucks a piece if you get them done you know get a thousand at a time 
I think I've got probably two or 3,000, you know, in, in boxes all over the place because we're just constantly sending them out in you know, due course of business. Now, if people are just listening, not watching us, uh, so basically it's a uh, a screen. He can record a, a video on it. You open it up like a little book, and it's a lot better than something in writing, I guess. Um, it's shocking because when you open it up, there's little magnets, right? The magnets yeah. um, disengage, and then the video starts playing. Uh, and it's uh, I've definitely had people tell me that it's absolute. They'll either they'll call you up and go, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> right? Or they'll call you up to go, "What the hell was that?" And let's do some business. You know, in either way, you kind of win. But the worst is going to happen is they're going to be annoyed. And who cares? You'll never see them again, ever. Now, now let's go back to your story. So you're you're jumping around from company to company. When did you start getting the idea that you wanted to to put something together for yourself and actually build your own company? Uh, probably about ten years ago. Uh, I just, I just, I just, I feel like I kept getting messed over by the recruiters and kind of by these uh, these gatekeepers. They never really give you what they want. They're always, they're kind of keeping the majority of the money. They had none of the skill sets that I had, but they were profiting 30, 40% from my labor. And I was just, I got completely, I got ridiculously sick of it. I mean, I don't know how, how family friendly your show is, but I actually wrote a book, my first book. If you'll see the title, it's a nerd's guide to salary negotiation, uh, but it's got, a, it's got some cuss words in it. Uh, but yeah, we've been sold a thousand books the first two weeks, you know, that, that, uh, that we publish it. Uh, and then that's, you know, I, I couldn't write my way of a paper bag. I had actually found a, a buddy's daughter who was had written you know, a bunch of books for the age of 16. Uh, you know, she got out of college. She's kind of looking for a gig. We worked this process out of this kind of, uh, these zoom calls where you kind of push and pull through these interviews, wrote the first book. And next thing you know, I was getting calls on how'd you do that? We wrote another book for someone else. And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and then here we are two years later. What was the original intention of the book? I mean, I think a lot of people that I at least talk to, it's not necessarily making money off the book. It's either kind of right. getting their story out there, kind of getting people to, to talk to them, or just kind of therapeutic. I mean, what was the idea for yourself? So uh, so for the first book, it was really I needed to hire more software engineers. I needed them, I needed them to trust me. Best way to do that is to teach you how to negotiate because nerds, we don't know how to negotiate. It's just that's how it is. Um, and, and it worked. And I was able to hire my people and, and whatever. But ultimately, people write these books. It's not about book sales. Think of it as a vector, kind of like, a, you know, coughing is a vector for a virus to infect someone else. A vector is a way of uh, shoehorning your way into radio shows, into TV, into, uh, you know, I mean, if you do a, a, do a search on my name, Scott Terman, T-U-R-M-A-N on Google. You'll see that Google kind of separates out me in a kind of something called a knowledge panel. You'll also know if you do Bill Gates, you'll see the same type of knowledge panel, right? So when people, they look you up, they're like, oh my God, this guy's clearly got something going on. You know, you click on news, you'll see that I'm in the Wall Street Journal. I'm in, you know, Forbes. I'm in a bunch of different places. That all starts from a book. That 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 that, that, that ability for, you know, a, a reporter or whatever to say, oh yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I have to go. He's go to his editor and you know say, look, this guy's okay. Here's the proof. <laughs> you know, um, that's kind of how it starts, and then you just kind of build it from there. Kind of get known for things. You know, build your expertise. You know, uh, but really, you're kind of proving your expertise, right? I mean, if you build, if you build, you know, uh, I don't know, laboratories for a business, you know, for a you know, uh, you know, for a living, why not write a book on how to build a lab and being the authority on it, and then go make a bunch of money as a consultant do building labs as an example. Um, you know, the, the book is really just the, 
It's just the, the vector into these positions and into these consulting gigs. <clears throat> Did you have any doubt in, in putting the book together? I mean, where did the idea come from? It and what was like, was it a long run to actually get to that point? I mean, what happened there? It's funny. I, I don't have, um, I don't have doubt ever. Oh. It's either going to work or it won't. And if it doesn't, at least I learned something, right? There's, there's never, you just go, well, I can see the people succeeding with this. Right. And I don't know if I'll succeed, you know, and it's a little bit, it's, it's, a, it's kind of an investment making it happen, but what's the worst is going to happen is you're going to learn stuff. So I don't ever have doubt because at the very minimum, I'm going to get something out of it, you know, whether it's, a, it's learning or, or maybe I get more business out of it. Um, you know, and I mean, we wrote our second book that really kind of outlines like, you know, how to build a brand with a book. It's literally what we do. We mm -hmm. FedEx these books out. We want to go get more clients. You know, we want to kind of close clients uh, to go write their books for them. Um, it's, 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 it's what I say anybody should do. If you have some area of expertise that you need to, you need to kind of give a proof positive, you know, what you're talking about, we'll go write a book. Um, uh, and it'll, it'll kind of allow you to shoe, shoehorn your, your kind of way into places. But yeah, I don't, I don't have doubts because either, either you learn something or you win either way you win. Have that, has that always been your mindset? Even at, like when you were younger? Yeah. Yeah. So check that. I have a, a, I started another company 13 years ago, 14 years ago. When my son was born. My mom gave him a fire truck that had lead paint in the actual lead of the paint itself. He, you know, he never, he never touched it. But I found out through some other means that it had lead in it, so he never got lead poisoning, right? So I kind of started thinking, man, I wish there was a way to kind of test for lead for these toys. And I found a lady who had a patent out of, out of Boston, and then uh, you know, we so she made the product. I bought a gazillion dollars worth of product, and I put it on online called CheckForLead.com. I didn't know if that was going to work. I had no idea, you know. Uh, and then we made thirty grand a day, and so, you know, when we when it when the when the law changed, it kind of says that yeah. You're going to test for lead when you do renovation on house, older houses, because you don't want to you don't want to lead poison your neighbors because you're sanding down some lead paint, you know, because it was built prior to 1978. I didn't know if that was going to work, but I knew I was going to learn how to do e-commerce at the very minimum to learn how to deliver product, how to develop a product, how to get a trademark, how to call, you know, all those things that it takes to run a business. I didn't know if it was going to work, but it, you give it a shot. So we were doing I was doing two or three of these type of projects per year, hoping one would hit. And then, and then that was every year I would just kind of start the new year off with, well, I'm going to try this and this and this, and then until one of them hit. And then the other two would fail, which is fine. And then you, what's left is the one that kind of made it. I mean, you either get a base hit or a home run. Uh, and every once in a while, you get a home run. How long would you keep those base hits going for or those home, home runs going for? Is it until they're dead in the ground or just, I mean, try to get them established as possible and then kind of add the next ones? So, uh, so, uh, years ago, I, I finally learned what EBITDA was earnings. It's just kind of a way of, of, of measuring the success and the actual, you know, capitalization of a company. Um, so, uh, the way I do it is once you reach a certain level of capital, you, you, the thing makes enough net revenue, you know, you can get between two and 6% X as far as the sale of the business. So I just, I just buried my head in books on how to like build the sell and all those different books that kind of, uh, really tell you how to make uh, a company uh, uh, desirable by an equity company. Um, so once we reach a certain threshold, uh, I then go shop it around and get it sold. Uh, and I sold Check for Lead a couple of years ago, but it, it took 10 years. But you know, we sold it you know, after it reached a certain threshold. And now that's kind of how we do all these things. Although I don't know if I would ever sell Bright Ray because I, I don't. All I do is interview 
astronauts and submarine commanders for a living. I mean, I don't mean, why would I want to do anything else? I have the greatest job in the history of jobs. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know if I would, this, this is, may not fall into that category. Well, I guess it takes us to the next question. I mean, for you selling your businesses, I mean, mm -hmm. what have you learned from the first time you sold a business to, to what you know now? Your business has no value unless you can step away from it. If, if, if your business is a consulting gig, right? And it makes half a million dollars to a million dollars a year, but you have to be there for it to run. It's not a business. You've created yourself a very well-paying job because it's not sellable. Until you can remove yourself from the process, whether it's through processes, employees, whatever, W-2 employees, 1099s, you don't have a business. You have a job you created for yourself. If you can't go on vacation for July, December, you have a job that you've created for yourself. And it certainly is a transfer to an equity company. They don't want anything to do with it because you are the business. So that's the rule number one is that you've got to remove yourself. It's funny. I was in, I was in Greece for my honeymoon. Uh, and I read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss and it seriously changed my life. It took four years to change my life, but I, but I realized he, you know, in that book, the impetus was to remove yourself from processes, right? You draw your process out and you start to remove your play yourself through automated processes or humans, right? You kind of plug them in. The moment you do that, the business has value because now it's transferable at like a two or three X kind of way. You, if you, if you net a half a million bucks a year, it's probably worth 1.5 million because an operator can step into that and probably add a zero to it who maybe knows Facebook advertising better than you do or they see the value because they've already got the, that expertise. They just need the brand name or the trademark or whatever. Um, but rule number one, if, if you if you can't walk away from the business and it still would still function, you don't have a business. You have a job. You just, create, just have a really well-paying job for yourself. You said that you don't plan to, to leave Bright Ray. Where do you where do you plan to take the business? Where do you plan to go in the next five years? You know, I'd like to. Um, you know, we, we we grew the team to to. Well, I guess we'll be twelve in a, in a week or so. Um, you know, I want to grow this uh, to where all that to where where it's 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 just a constant flow of awesomeness. Um, you know, we when you think about a book, it really is. It's, it's just a brand building mechanism, right? It's a, it's a personal brand building mechanism. Personal branding is not what people find on the internet about you. Personal branding is a verb. It's the act of creating what people find on, on you on the net, right? Um, and, and if unless someone types in your name and Google doesn't, you know, kind of doesn't separate you out from the pack, uh, you haven't necessarily won the branding game yet, right? Um, I just, I really enjoyed that process of, of you know of of my other writers and all the kind of the whole crew creating these 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 because they're kind of they are uh, these books are um, you know they're 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 they kind of they kind of foundational uh, you know foundation you know origin story for for these people that kind of you know explode after that if they do it correctly you know and then it becomes kind of a sniper rifle you know you just FedEx your book to whoever you're trying to do business with, or, you know, if you're trying to get on, on CNN or Fox News, well, FedEx your book right to the, you know, to the producer there, you know, with a pitch, it all becomes way easier when they see what you've done in the past, you know? Um, but as far as where we're going, it just, I don't know. I just, I mean, we're already doing books for really, really amazing people. I just, all I do is just talk to awesome people. And I just, I'd like to do that basically forever. <laughs> now, would I like to be in Provence? For December, yes, I sure would. <laughs> that, that, that that requires what's that? Uh, south of France for like oh, a okay, whole yeah. month. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and you know, the business does run itself. I, I, you know, I, we we remove. I've, I've definitely removed myself 
you know, from this, it can run by itself, but you know, um, you know, ultimately it's, uh, I don't want to go anywhere. It's just, it's just too much fun. Could, could you work remotely? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, uh, we are hundred percent remote. Uh, every one of our employees are, they're across the United States. We have, so we have people in Finland. We have people in India. We have people in, you know, Micronesia. We have them in California and then we have them all over the place. And it's, it's, it's almost like, um, it's almost like we could always work from home, but COVID had to prove it to corporate America. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I've already kind of knew that. Right. So, you know, it's two years, we just close all offices and just remote everything, you know, and, and the biggest pain in the butt now is having to get a tax ID in every state, but whatever. Other than that, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's been interesting kind of learn that learning curve in order to employ humans in a remote way. It, you know, once you get it, you'll never want to go back. You said something interesting about people trying to win their brand, uh, their name, right, online. Is yep. there something that people listening right now could do to at least take steps? And I, I know, I guess the big one is going to get the book to get your name out there. But is there anything right now that they could do just today yep. if they haven't done already? Go buy this book. So this this guy's name is Jason Bernard. We wrote it with him a couple months ago. He's the world authority and triggering those knowledge panels for Google. Google says he's the world authority on Google knowledge panels. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> he's out of uh, Paris, France. He's an Englishman. Uh, he lives in Paris, France. Uh, and uh, and this book will break it down uh, for any reader on how to kind of trigger the knowledge panels. And, you know, a book is a very easy way to do it. But also, is it's also Wikipedia page is easy too. Good luck getting that because you need to have me. You have to have source articles, you know, about you and Forbes, you know, in Time Magazine and, and such. There's kind of the, the higher bar. This, you know, writing a book's a little lower bar. You know, Jason's method, um, you know, requires you basically to have to train Google uh, on who you are. You know, he, they, he likens Google as a child, and you're kind of training them on who you you are. So we'll, we'll scottterman.com. Well, who are you? Well, there's my LinkedIn profile. This is my headshot. Notice how it agrees on all my social profiles. All my social profiles, they point to one another. They all point back to scottterman.com. And Google eventually goes, I guess you're the brand. Boom, here's your knowledge panel. You claim it, sand it down, add what you want, description, add your social links, and you're good to go. Uh, but it, it's just, it's easy peasy when you write a book. It triggers in like a week. Uh, the other method takes can take, you know, a couple of months. But but definitely this book will give you a step-by-step guide on how to do it. How long, I mean, how often does the, the process, the way that it takes in the knowledge change? Is it weekly, monthly? I mean, every couple of years, how, how, how fast does that constantly change? Uh, you mean as far as how, what, what Google requires to kind of trigger that? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, I've seen it, I've seen it happen in hours, you know, like I could go make a change on uh <clears throat> Maybe I had a, a an article in entrepreneur.com or something like that. And I've seen it update in Google News within 15 minutes. So you never know the time. But I've also seen it take three days. So you never yeah. really know on the, the sample rate that Google's kind of coming out for your information. <clears throat> Let's, I mean, looking back at your career, I mean, before you even started your businesses, before you kind of grew this knowledge base, I mean, where do you see the, the low lights? I mean, the things that you kind of had to work through on getting to where you're at now? Uh, so I, I guess the, the lowest point in my life was probably having to squat in a house in downtown Orlando because uh, the internet bubble had just burst. There were no jobs uh, and there was no money. Um, you know, I didn't really have, you know, family I could lean or I wanted to lean on. And uh, you're, you're effectively homeless. You know, um, that was kind of the, that was that was probably the worst part. But, you know, you know, three years later, four years later, I had built a real business. Um, so it, it just. 
you know, uh, I, my life has been pretty easy. I mean, that was that was bad, but I wasn't living under a bridge. You know, I mean, it's uh, you know, at least I had I had friends I could kind of depend on. And um, so, no, life has been pretty easy up to this point. I mean, obviously, everything is a is a is a is, a, is, a, is a how much work you put into it. But you know, when you figure the average life is what seventy two, seventy three, and if you're in your twenties, just starting out, just know you're going to be dead in fifty years. You better get to work. You better make it happen right now. You will be dead in 50 years if you're in your 20s. And then it just gets worse as you get older. Tick, tock, tick, tock. You better hurry up. Um, you know, sleep is for the week. You don't have time for that. Wake up early, go to bed late, get it done. Because you're running out of time. And they go, oh, I work in tally. That's what's killing America. That's what's killing the world. Great. Then don't do it. Don't do anything. Work for someone else. This isn't for you. Entrepreneurship isn't for you then. If you think that's really how it's going to be, it's not for you. Because it is a it is a ton of work, but you can do it. You can you can shape your craft your life, you know, in such a way where uh, you know you can live better than the top one percent of the entire world if you do it right. It just it, it comes down to the right idea, the right timing, and the right and the, and the hard work that kind of goes behind it. Now, is it going to happen for everybody? No, but it, it certainly won't happen unless you try for sure. Where does that passion come from? I mean, you can see, I mean, a, a little bit of anger, a little bit of passion. Uh, and when you speak those words of, hey, get to work, do the activities, is there something that, that comes to mind that makes you so passionate about kind of telling that story, telling that information to, to the masses? Uh, you know, um, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, uh, I, I guess my dad, I don't know, again, family friendly. My dad was a bit of an asshole, um, but he was a hard worker. He worked his butt off all the time and he failed and succeeded here and there, you know, uh. But uh, but just because he worked his butt off didn't mean he would succeed, you know, universally speaking. So, I mean, you could still work your butt off and still lose. And that's what's awful. But if you don't work at all, you're going to lose 100% of the time because no one's going to give you anything. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I just I just feel like everybody has it in them to go kind of build that life they want to lead. You know, everybody has it. But it's just uh, it's, it's kind of like that. Well, you know, uh, I, you know when did you know that you could go do that? I'm like, I didn't, I just tried, I just did. I just tried it. Just try something. But all that sometimes, you know, if you're making 10 bucks an hour, it's going to be hard to try anything. Right. You know, but you, you, you kind of got to figure your way through it. You kind of got to navigate the, the BS related to, because poverty is awful and it makes people do awful things. And it, it's very difficult to, to kind of rise up out of it, but it's definitely hard work. is kind of that main ingredient, you know? I'm going to, I'm going to finish off with this question right here. I mean, you, you talked mm -hmm. about basically the, the, the poverty you talked about kind of pushing through. I mean, I think for the most of the most, most of us, we kind of worked away from pain and then towards pleasure, right? It's kind of switching it. Okay. How quick or when in the process after you were kind of basically homeless, did you switch from going away from the pain of being homeless to the pleasure of, of being who you are today? Well, it, it basically once the, 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 so I mean, you know, I was, was squatting in a house in downtown, um, you know, and, and I, I would just, I would really work on my resume. You know, I, I was basically paying the power bill for a house that I didn't lease or own, you know, um, and I would just work every single day. I had dial up right back when that was a thing. Internet was kind of brand new back then. Um, and, uh, and I literally learned languages, uh, C sharp .net, all the, all the languages I knew that I could go leverage to go find a job. I would just study till two, three in the morning, every single day, every day, every day until, until I finally had enough that I could be useful to a, to, to, uh, to a, a position, 
And then, uh, you know, I actually found my, my, that next job was like 70 grand a year, which is like a billion dollars when you have nothing. That is a billion dollars when you've got zero in your bank account or better yet, you're negative 250 bucks in your bank account. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Or better yet, your Jeep, uh, the starter is broken. So you're literally having to park on hills so you can push start your car down hills. I've done that, did that for a very long time. Um, you, you can, I just worked my way out of, I, I basically made myself valuable by making my, or learning that skill set. you know, to go, you know, go get that job. It took a while, uh, but I, I kind of managed by get my way out of it. Well, thank you, Scott, for telling your story. Uh, if people are listening right now and they kind of want to, to hear more of your story, more of basically uh, the people you're helping tell their stories, what's the best way of them uh, finding more information about you, Scott? So uh, you can find my company at brightray.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-R-A-Y.com, or look me up on Google, Scott, T-U-R-M-A-N, uh, scottterman.com. Um, you know, we're on all the socials um, and uh, and we'd love to write your book. Just, uh, you know, give us a call, make an appointment and we'll 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 see what you got. You know, not everybody makes it. But if you have the right story and you have the kind of the, the vision, uh, we definitely write your book. Thank you guys for listening. I mean, go find Scott's book. His information is in the show notes right now. I mean, there's so many key takeaways that you could take away uh, from what Scott said. I, I think one of the huge the biggest one that, that I know I took away is there's so many smart people out there. There's so many people that want everything to be perfect before they actually do it. It's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Just go do it. And if it fails, learn from that failure. And you're going to be that much better off than you were the day before, before you even tried it. So do the activity, take the chance, go forward and go find Scott. Thanks guys. Please subscribe. Please share. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.